Welcome back to the AHG Way podcast. Hey, another week. Another week. Yeah. This is exciting stuff here. It is. Inventory's climbing a little bit in the last couple of weeks. Yep, we're seeing it. It's getting exciting. It's yep. that time of the year. and It is. So this is, a, this is a good series that we're running right now. This is about sellers, and this is for sellers. And we're going to walk you through every di- every single s- step of the process of selling a house. And so um, inventory, by the way, when we talked about this time last year, we were 40 houses for sale in Bonneville County. And as of this recording, we're at about 115, 120. Yeah. So three times as much. That sounds concerning. It's still one-tenth of what it was at the at the the worst of the buyer's market back in like 2009. Yeah. We had over a thousand houses. So we're really happy to see a hundred hundred plus houses on the market. What do they say? It's uh, six months, right? Six months supply. So yeah, is, in order to is, do that, you got to know how many are selling. Yeah. And so that's the other side of the equation. Right now we are still less than a month's supply though. Yeah. And so we're at about three weeks of supply. Um, four Four months ago, we were at one week of supply. Yeah. So that's a great thing to see a little bit more. I mean, nobody likes seeing interest rates go up. That's not good for anybody. The, the only thing that's good about that, though, is that it is allowing inventory to expand a little bit, which is giving buyers more choices. That's right. And so it's a little bit of a balance, but it makes it all the more critical to make sure that if you're going to go sell your house, you now, you know, last year, there was only one, if you put your house on the market, you were the only house in your price range in your school district guaranteed. Mm-hmm. And so now, so you could get a, you could get away with <laughs> maybe not staging quite as carefully or not pricing it quite as accurately or some of the things we're going to talk about. Now that th- those things are becoming more important. So I think this is timely, what we're doing. Absolutely. So, all right. So we're going to talk about valuing your property, which is, is a tough, it's a tough thing. Why, why is it such a challenge to value a house accurately? Ask Zillow. Uh, yeah, <laughs> hundreds of millions of dollars towards an algorithm that predicts every house That's value. Right. Been an absolute fail. Yeah, it doesn't work. That's their whole iBuyer program failed, and yep, they and that was their philosophy: is oh, we can just use data and just pull all this and, and random data. I yep. mean, at that with them, and then predict what the house is worth, and then we'll go buy houses based on that prediction. And yeah. man, that they, lasted what six months? Yeah, nah, longer than that, but. Was, they shut that down pretty quickly when they realized they were sitting on a lot of overvalued homes. Yeah. I mean, do you, do you realize how off that had to have been in the market we're in for them to <laughs> lose? <laughs> yeah. I yeah. mean, it, it had to be incredibly off. So, yeah, finding yeah. a home value. I mean, uh, it's too bad Mike's not here. We missed Mike this week. Mike's really good at, uh, at this discussion and, yep. you know, trying to figure that it's out. two weeks in a row he skipped out on I this. know. And we got we got like forty two calls in between last week and this week. Yeah, to, no, I listed twenty houses off yeah, of leads from this, yeah. and you got the twenty. Yeah, I got to twenty two, so I, I beat you. We probably shouldn't tell me about those. <laughs> <laughs> Call Mike maybe this week. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he's a master at valuing properties. He though. is he's really good. And one thing I love about Mike is you know one of the one of the really common conversations that we have with sellers is. There are two different strategies. There's the, you know what? Okay, if I th- if I think this is the price, this is the value of my house, I'm going to come in right here to attract a ton of attention yeah. and let let the auction effect take me up to the maximum price. That's right. The other one is, you know what? If I think the market's here, the market's been climbing, so why wouldn't I go? Why wouldn't higher. I go add a premium, and go a little bit higher, and then be a little more patient and wait for that right buyer that's willing to pay pay that and. Mm-hmm. I've, I've circled this with a lot of people in the last 10 years. 
I don't think that either one is better than the other. I think there's. I think that every seller needs to know exactly the pros and cons of each strategy. You might That's have right. an opinion. You, no. know, you know, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, do you, would you pick one of those strategies over another? No. Well, I think you're exactly right. It really does depend on the seller. And that's when you got to dig deep and say, tell me, tell me what's your motivation for selling your house. Yep. If they've got to be gone in a month because of a new job, okay. then, I mean, you're not going to say, well, let's shoot the moon or let's go a little above. Yeah. Let be, because, and especially in the market we've been in, and I, I know you'll agree with this, the market is not allowing you to undersell or undervalue your home right now. What do you mean by right? that? Right. There's so much demand yep. and there's so much pent up um, buyer haste that they know when a, when a house hits the market that's in their price range, if you're going to get that pool, so right now there's a pool of buyers in that price range yep. that are going to be attracted to that. If, if the buyer's there, you're going to sell it, right? And in, in the market we're in. So now there are, and you and I are both right now, we're pretty active uh, on the other side of it, where if we do shoot the moon, we make sure we've got a strategy, right? Mm -hmm. If we're going to go above the market or slightly ahead of the market, which you and I were really careful when we even do that because mm -hmm. we know the other side of that coin. But um, it, to me, it really depends on the seller I'm working with. Yeah, if definitely. somebody has to sell and or somebody doesn't have to, hey, let's see what we can get, yep. you know? Yeah, I think they need to see both scenarios and know the risks of both and the and the potential upsides of both, and then they need to make the call because it's their money and it's their their family and their situation that they're moving. And that's truly that's kind of the case for all of these different topics. It's our job to advise; it's not our job to control. That's right. And so we want to we want to present what we think is the ideal strategy for our clients, and then let them let them choose their path. And so um, let's talk about this valuation, though. And what are what are some of the fundamentals of valuing a a property and, and well let's go back to the question on Zillow the reason why Zillow had such a hard time nailing it is because you know in, in fact I was talking to our lead like our, our lead technology guy in the office and who's highly analytical and, and of course we're trying to figure out okay um, well we were talking about those two scenarios and the reason why it's really hard to know which one of those is ideal is because you can never take the same property and run it through both scenarios to test to do a b testing <laughs> no we do a b testing mm -hmm. in a lot of different things that we do you cannot a b test these strategies because because every house is so different mm -hmm. and every every day is different and every community is different every street's different every buyer and seller are different and the minute you go test strategy a on that house you lost the chance to test strategy b mm -hmm. on that same house because right. even if you even if strategy a didn't work and next month you try strategy b it's a new month and it's a new batch of buyers that are out there well, so you, know, you can't run that scenario. And no. so every transit well you were going to say well, something. well just how do you plug into and i think that's you to your point Zillow can grab data, and even that is grabbing data. But what you can't plug into a, a spreadsheet is um, basically what buyers are loving right now. Yes. So, like it, we've talked about, it, it's the Joanna Gaines. Like I've oh. got a fixer-upper house right now. I've got a. It's it's the white cabinets and it's the tile, the subway tile, and yep. it looks like what everybody's loving. Well, that doesn't. I, I can't plug that into a spreadsheet, no. right? No. Uh, you know, maybe we can make it a Joanna Gaines ratio. This is <laughs> yeah. a ten. Add, add the variable. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The other thing you can't plug into a spreadsheet is buyer circumstance and seller circumstance. And I'll give you an example. I listed one two months ago, and we we got an offer within the first day for $20,000 over ask price. We didn't have any other competing offers. 
and they knew it. They called and said, do you have any offers? No, we don't have any offers. You'd be the first one if you sent one. 20,000 over. Mm. And I asked, and, and afterwards, I asked that agent, I'm like, walk me through that, mm-hmm. right? Because if you're the only offer, you're gonna come in, you might come in a little bit over because you don't wanna, I mean, that's a, he just said, here's the story with these guys. You're the fourth house they've offered on in the yeah. past two weeks. They've lost three times in a row. And he said, he told me, he told me as the agent, do not lose this house for me. I don't care what number you put in there, but I am, don't lose this house for me. Like, when is that scenario? You're right. That's such a unique, that did not have anything to do with the, the hardwood finishes, the upgrades they did in the backyard. And it was a beautiful house and they deserved to sell it for top dollar. But that was emotion driven. That was not, that was not asset driven. So how do you plug that in? Where's, what's that variable called? That's called the exhausted buyers variable. <laughs> that's right. So, you know, so yeah, that's why it's tough. Valuing properties is, is really, really tough. Let me give you one other scenario here. We listed a house a few weeks ago. We were looking at one of the comps and it, it sold everything that I was looking at in this area was between 165 and 175 Whoa. a foot. And one of, the comps was at, one of the comps was at 145 a foot. And so if I'm just using a, some sort of a model or I'm using Zillow or I'm using something else, that thing would have swung it way down. So I called the agent on that and I said, can you walk me through the scenario on this? Because it's part of my analysis as I get ready to list this house. And he said, sure. He said, these sellers, they need to have the cash out of this house in about three weeks and they need to live in the house for two weeks, two months after that. Holy cow. As a seller, you, it, you don't normally get to lay out the terms like that. That's pre- those are pretty unique situation. So what's the only way to, to be able to create that possibility for yourself? You'd lower the price. Have 10 offers. Yeah. You know, you, you, the more offers you have, the more selective right. you can be. What's the only way to guarantee 10 offers? Be aggressive with oh, the man, price. Yeah, yeah, you just, I mean, you basically, so. you put it out there at a price that you know is going to attract a ton, out, ton of attention, get a lot of offers, and now you can step through those offers yeah. and you can start making calls and basically say, the person that gives us the most flexible closing terms is getting this house. Mm. Does that have anything to do with the, the, the hardwood floors or no. the tile or the, nothing? No, but it came through in the data. It's in the data. Yeah, That's the number the now is like, yeah. and it was a beautiful house in a beautiful neighborhood. Get, and it sold for 40,000 over ask price. Yeah. But that wasn't in the MLS yet. It's still pending. So, so all I have is the list price. And so if I'm just, if I'm just a really quick agent or a consumer and I'm, oh, that one's 145 a foot, maybe let's go 150, let's average them and go 160, 150 a foot. Then I'm, I'm leaving money on the table. How many, how, and this is, I don't know what the answer is. In your opinion, based on what we see in this market, how many agents take the time to do what you just did? Uh, not very many, but not, I, I didn't think we were going to brag about ourselves. Well, that, my, my point. <laughs> After episode one. I'm going to brag about you a little bit, but that's my point. You know, there is incredible value in working with a listing agent, and especially right now, that understands the dynamic in the market. So I don't know who the agent was on the other side of that yeah. that, that you called, mm-hmm. but that's a good agent. If oh, yeah. they knew and understood exactly what 100%. their seller was wanting to do. They weren't, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so that's not one of our, I don't know who it, it was. It was one of ours, It was? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, I should have just known it was one of ours, but but yeah, but that's you, but my that point. Goes it's back to what it's, we said in the last episode. He helped that seller create a strategy. That's of what exactly they needed right. When everybody else probably looked at that in the market and said, "Whoa, man, what did he do to his sellers?" He just had yeah, little, exactly. Oh, he just uh, he just yep, cut that no, one. He took the time to understand what they needed and yeah, create a, Anyway, sorry, I cut you off. No, no, no. That's that's exactly the point. It's yeah, cool. All right, so valuing properties, it's obviously one of the cha- most challenging things to do. I would never advise you attempt to do that on your own as a consumer. Um, although, like you said, everybody has a pretty 
pretty good idea of, of the range that they're in because they've been watching it. They watch their neighbors, and and so that's that's one of the things we do is work with sellers, figure out what they hope to get out of the house. We help present what we think is going to come out of the house, and then we create a strategy together to go to go after to try to create a win for them. But um, what are some of the things if you were talk if let's let's talk just for a minute to someone who knows they're going to sell the house within the next couple of years, mm-hmm. but isn't quite ready yet. What are some of the things that they could start to invest in that would help drive the highest price? If we're talking about, this is changing gears a little bit. Yeah. Um, but if, if we were talking to some homeowners that want to put money where that's going to get them a good return in their home, what are some things that drive higher value on a home? Well, I'd say uh, um, it's funny with the lowest amount of spend. Is that what you're asking me? Is like, we're, <laughs> we're going to put sure. the least amount of money for the best return on my, on my dollar. Sure. I would just say, start with the basics. You know, if you've got a house that you've lived in for a while, make sure the carpet is in good shape. I mean, okay. that that's immediately something that somebody's going to look at, make sure, well, and, and just start on the outside, really say, okay, I'm going to take the perspective of a buyer pulling up to my house. What does my landscaping look like? What does my yard look like? Is this clean? Is it appealing aesthetically to somebody that's, you know, looking yeah. for a home? Am I creating that demand that way? And then go through the house, walk through the house, paint, uh, staying up to date with paint. I can tell you of a number of homes that are listed on the market right now that are sitting, that are having a tough time selling because they were built in 07 to 08 and they're brown, Mm -hmm. right? The inside is all brown. It's just that earth tone brown and nobody wants that right now you don't love brown, right? do you? no well i i love brown. brown right but it's, <laughs> brown it's, it's yeah. all brown. i love this brown <laughs> but yeah but get it. that, it's, it's what it's not what's in and, and that's so, low hanging fruit that Without is a lot of money you can change that that's that's exactly you can change a whole house it's yeah we bought one of those heather she's amazing and went through and just updated the paint on the cabinets yeah. and the paint in the house and it changed it so oh, yeah. what would you say yeah, I think you're dead on. It's those things. I mean, it's it's kind of hard because I've gotten that question from sell homeowners before that I've sold a house to, and you, I'll get a, I got a call just a while ago. Hey, we want to build a deck out the back door, and put a nice big cover on it. We just got the bill, and it's about thirty five thousand dollars. Is that a good idea? And I'm the agent, and they're not getting ready to sell the house. If they were, if they were strictly going to sell, you know, in terms of, are we selling the house in the next six months, and we're wanting to try to upgrade it to sell? You're not getting your money back on that. No. That's why you'd never see that on a spec home. That's right. Right. So that, and that's what I told her. I said, if you're strictly wanting to put money where you can double it or whatever, then this probably isn't the right spot. But are you gonna? How long are you gonna be in the house? Well, we don't have any plans to sell. So this deck would be for you then. Yeah. Are you gonna use the deck? Yeah. Do you want the patio? Like you want it to have a cover <laughs> on it so you enjoy it back there? Yeah. Okay. That's great advice. You might add if you if you spend thirty, you might add ten or fifteen of value. And again, there's no science that says that because <laughs> every scenario is different. No. For one buyer, you might anyway. But did you get some personal utility out of it in the meantime? And is that worth the other the difference that you're not going to get back? And so, big upgrades like that, swimming pools, shops, extensions on the house, mm-hmm. things like that. Those generally aren't going to even get you back dollar for dollar. No. Doesn't mean that you shouldn't do those. If you're going to be in the house in a while, for a while and get some personal use out of it, out of it, then great, because you will raise the price some of yeah. them. Yeah. Um, Over time, those will get you money back. Yeah. Right. But it, 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 anything in real estate, it takes time to get that appreciated value out yeah, of it. So that's exactly right. Um, if you have a house, I think one of the things, if you've got a like an entry level house, uh, we've we've talked about FHA financing before. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the lowest hanging fruit. If you have a house that has a roof that's not good or peeling mm. paint or electrical that's, 
you know, you've seen some of these where you've got wires that are sticking out. Those things will prevent FHA from loaning mm -hmm. on them, which now reduces your potential buyer pool. Yep. So that's where you would start is, okay, what are the, what are the things that we could fix on this house that would open it up to all types of financing? Mm -hmm. That's where I would start. And if that stuff's in, in order, then I would look at what you're talking about, the cosmetic stuff, the paint, the carpet, those kinds of things. And then beyond that, if, you know, it's, up, it's upgrades that, uh, that would probably benefit you in the short term and still help sell at a higher, higher price in the long That's term. good advice. So, all right. Well, next episode, we're going to talk about getting your house ready to show, staging okay. it. So, and Mike should, should be here. Mike should be here, and maybe we bring a stager on. Yeah, we could do that. Like an interior designer. That would be a good idea. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Okay. Well, thanks, Chris. Thank you. It's always fun. Thanks yep. for watching our podcast. Subscribe, like, share. Those are the things, right? Yeah. Subscribe, like, share. Hammer the Instagram. I don't know what they call it anymore. Yep. Like it. Call Appreciate us if you're you interested in real estate. Yep. Thank you. See you next week.